0: Italian Wine Podcast. Cin-cin with Italian
1: Wine People.
0: Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Woolley. My guest today is uh, Francesco Maroni Cinzano from the Orchard Winery, in the south of Montalcino, one of the biggest wineries in uh, Montalcino and the largest winery that is certified organic. Um, why did you choose the organic path, Francesco?
1: Well, it, uh, it was an, an evolution really. search for quality of the wines uh, brought us to really develop a consciousness that uh, it, it had to be, it had to be achieved uh, through the balance of the uh, of the vineyard with the environment, to making sure the vineyard was producing what it it was capable of producing. It wasn't uh, forced into overproduction, uh, which uh, actually uh, weakens the plants, weakens the the vineyard. And uh, so, by trial and error, we and not having used ever. Uh, extensively chemical products we came to the conclusion that uh, really seeking the uh, biological control of, uh, of of all the situation the, the right balance the harmony of the vineyard with the with the environment a uh, harmonious uh, level of production uh, were all elements uh, that uh, achieved the kind of quality we, we were seeking and um, And this brought us to to the organic certification over 10 years ago.
0: So when you started, probably people thought you were a little bit crazy to do that on that kind of scale. One of the key things about conversion is getting your employees to believe in what you're believing, because sometimes they think that organics will ruin the vineyard and they'll lose their job.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. I've, I've been asked on various occasions what... Uh, have been the uh, most important changes that took place uh, at Cordorta with the organic certification, what practices we changed. And, and in fact, we didn't change that many practices. The, what really required the greatest effort was changing people's mindset. We are all, especially in Italy, brought up at school in a very Cartesian kind of uh, way with uh, uh, every action to every action corresponds a, a equal and contrary reaction and well with with organic and uh, um, and biodynamic it's it's not so you have to uh, you have to trust the long-term effect the homeopathic effect and in some occasions of uh, of the interventions and uh, that has taken an effort in convincing people and getting them to uh, to accept this and that has happened, I must say. And uh, now, 10, 12 years down the road, uh, results to be seen. The grape grower, the grape grower that's been on the state for 45 years now, last season, he came back one day uh, in a spring, spring day, warm spring day, and said, the, the, the ground is softer than it used to be. He, he really felt that uh, increase in. Organic material in the uh, sponginess of the of the soil capacity to retain uh, humidity and uh, that that was the the result of uh, of uh, the new mindset which uh, has taken some time to become apparent
0: you have a, an estate in Chile as well called uh, caliboro. are you organic there as well yes
1: well more even more so than than here in so far as what i what I eventually did here in Montacino and Condorcia started over there. Uh, over there, when I arrived in the, in the mid 90s, I found a rural environment uh, which uh, brought me back to, to an era when I wasn't even born, before the Second World War, before the introduction of chemical products. Vineyard was plowed by, by, with, with a horse because nobody had a tractor, and anyway, in any event, the tractor would not enter. The, the old vineyard because of the way the the plants are on the ground so I learned about organic uh, management of the farm and the biodynamics over there and then applied it here
0: yeah it's interesting that someone from the quote new world <clears throat> learned something from quotes the old world and there's that kind of synergy between the two um, ultimately the goal is the same in both vineyards but there are obviously slight differences but uh, um, your approach is interesting that you're doing it you know, on, those, on those two um, hemispheres. Um, in terms of Montalcino as a region, obviously being one of the biggest producers and a very influential producer, what changes have you seen over the last 10 years that have particularly encouraged you uh, about the future of Montalcino?
1: Well, I, I, I started advocating, or, or rather... Uh, presenting Montacino and Cordorcia through the reality of the biodiversity of this, this territory. The, I've always uh, started my presentations to, to customers to visitors here in at Cordorcia um, stating that Montacino has a unique predisposition uh, towards biodiversity because of a very rich uh, agricultural history going back uh, Many centuries, not not only wine, but uh, honey and uh, uh, truffles and uh, grains, different different grains like uh, spelt, farro, and tobacco, and uh, a whole lot of um, of other crops. And that has latched on. Now it has become the official line of the of the consortium of Brunello, of, the, of all the producers and the political authorities. The the mayor of Montacino really believes in it. Believes in in the potential for growth of, uh, of this diversity of uh, crops, and I think that's the healthiest approach that we have on the on the territory, and one we we must pursue.
0: Yeah, I mean Montalcino's got more forests now than it had in the 1850s, so there's a lot of potential biodiversity in the region. And um, was it you that created Montalcino Bio, uh, the, the the body sort of organising initiatives?
1: Yes, with, with lockdown, we had to scale down our activity, our conferences, uh, but we hopefully will resume soon, and uh, uh, we're going to have a biodynamic conference in, in April, I believe, and uh, that's a vehicle, Montecino Bio, to increase consciousness uh, in the territory for, uh, for organic practices and biodynamic practices, and There's no requirement of certification to to join Montalcino Bio, just the uh, interest towards uh, protection of the environment.
0: So how many members of Montalcino Bio do you have at the moment? I mean, just people that have signed up to the association, whether whether they're organic or not, roughly?
1: Mm, Somewhere under 100, about 70, 70, 80 uh, associates.
0: Okay, so there's about um, two hundred and fifty wineries in Montalcino. So, so that's not a bad uh, tally so far. And do you have any other any other of the bigger wineries, um, or is it mainly the smaller ones that are joining the Montalcino Biel? It's mainly the smaller ones. But
1: what what I particularly like about the the participants is not only wineries. You have the school teacher, the pharmacist, the accountant, the architect, so the the people of Montalcino, and uh, I think that's that's important to have this um, broad uh, appeal, not not only not only wineries.
0: So it's really about Montalcino, the place, not just Montalcino, the winemakers. That's right. Yes. Okay. So should we run through um, a few of your um, wines and a few of your, particularly your single vineyard wines or uh, site specific wines? Which one would you like to start with? Well,
1: I, with Rosso di Montalcino, the DOC, and yeah. we have a we have a single vineyard uh, called Banditella. There is, uh, in my view, in the production of the wines from Sangiovese here in Montalcino, a big gap between Rossi Montalcino, a one-year-old wine, and then Brunello, five years old. So we, we decided to produce a Rossi Montalcino aged in small barrels in barriques so not the traditional large uh, oak barrels of of Brunello, and um, for about one year, and then we go into the bottle. So this is a wine made from Sangiovese, made from a Brunello vineyard, but it does does not satisfy the protocol of production, does not satisfy the required uh, two years in in oak and uh, five years before release. So we call it Rosso di Montaccino Banditella.
0: Okay, and do you make a, you make another um, Rosso Montaccino as well? Yeah,
1: we uh, produce a large quantity of uh, Rosso Montaccino that we call Vendemia, the the red label. Col was instrumental in uh, obtaining achieving the DOC status in the year nineteen eighty three for this wine. My father was a firm believer in this wine, firm believer that Montalcino could shine with an everyday. Pure Sangiovese. Sangiovese, we are convinced here at Podolce, gives very interesting results for a wine for long aging. But Sangiovese is also a fruity, crisp grape that can give good results in a young, fruity, fresh wine. So we've always believed in Rossi Montaccino, and uh, we produce it every year. We have the 2019 vintage out now with a lot of uh, appreciation by the market. 2019 was a very rosso kind of uh, of vintage
0: so when you say that what do you mean Uh, well uh, a lot of fruitiness a lot of freshness
1: to the aroma a lot of uh, crispness to the to the palate so very very suitable vintage for young everyday wine production
0: okay obviously your most famous for or well known for uh, Brunello should we run through the brunellos just the uh, the called uh, brunello di montalcino docg called d'orcia roughly the production
1: the one we call vintage we produce every every year present on more than 70 countries around the world and that's uh, the uh, most recognized label then we we introduced a single vineyard in with vintage 2011 it's called vigna nastagio this is a really young vineyard planted in the year 2006 with our clonal selection our, uh, everything we have learned on on rootstocks on density of planting on management of the of the canopy and it's a high density of plantation so uh, the, it's wine with a greater depth and a greater intensity uh, of aromas and and flavors the, to Company that we have uh, decided to age it one year in small barrels and then second and third year in the large traditional old barrels, so that's called Nastagio Brunelli Montalcino Nastagio, and we released this wine uh, on the sixth year from uh, from
0: harvest. Nastagio is actually an official toponimo or named place but regarding the the vinification and aging, why did you do why do you do it exactly the way that you do it?
1: Well, we soon realized from the very first harvest that we had, uh, uh, this is also the, the soil in which the the vineyard is planted. We have a greater intensity, greater depths of, uh, of flavor, greater intensity of uh, tannin composition. And so we we felt it needed a, a little bit, slightly a little bit more oakiness to the uh, to the formula. And so we we tried to... Bring in, remaining within tradition, a little bit of, uh, of modernity, or a, a third of, uh, of mod- modernity to, to our formula, So our formulas, or a very traditional formula. A third meaning one out of the three years of uh, oak aging.
0: It, it, you, start, you start the wine off in, uh, in Tonneau, in 500 litres Tonneau, I think. Is that correct or no?
1: That's right. Yes, yes, exactly. And that gives us a, a hint more oakiness uh, in the finished wine and the wine lovers uh, have liked it a lot it's uh, been a real success
0: and, uh, but it also softens the tannins doesn't it the the polymer polymerization of the tannins when it goes into barrel and sort of softens itself up a little bit
1: very much so absolutely that's right
0: and the main market for that one nostalgia
1: well um... Now we're having a lot of success with, in the United States this year, but uh, the, the first market to latch on to has been France. has been the, the Italian restaurants in Paris, where we have a historical position. Product has been on the French market for, for a very long time, for more than 30 years now. And, and they, they liked it a lot. They are still the largest uh, market for the Nastagio label.
0: Okay, um, tell me a little bit about um, the Brunello Reserve, Poggio Alvento.:
1: Yes, Poggio Alvento, windy windy height uh, that uh, reminds the fact that we are uh, the part of montacino closest to, to the coast to the, to the Mediterranean Sea, so we get a lot of the winds from from the, from the seaside um, and uh, that's the name we gave to this uh, ridge ridge of uh, ancient geological soil that comes to the surface, form a seabed, a more sandy soil than the uh, majority of the land here in Montacino. There we planted, my pa- father planted in 1974, the first vineyard after he arrived here. And that's where in the year 1982, we decided to separate, keep, keep the grapes separate and, uh, and produce a single single vineyard, one of the very first single vineyards uh, in the Montacino territory. The composition of the soil gives us uh, wine with very uh, intense and tight and silky tannins, which uh, require an uh, extra year of um, uh, refinement, of uh, ripening in the, in the barrels, in the oak barrels, in the large oak barrels. And so we keep it uh, four years in oak and then three years in the bottle before release. A wine that's uh, released on the seventh year after the harvest.
0: When when people read that on your website, and when I read that on your website, and I think, hang on, has, has he got the numbers correct? I mean, to age the wine that much shows an awful lot of commitment and uh, trust for your viticulture because you can't make uh, wines like that unless you have uh, top quality grapes.
1: Top quality grapes and the magic formula of Montalcino because uh, Brunello has become famous when wine lovers around the world tasted old vintages of uh, of Brunello and uh, realized the complexity that the wine can achieve with uh, with time in in the bottle. So with Poggio Vento, we just try to stress to the maximum the essence of uh, Brunello, the the capacity to age, the capacity to give uh, incredible emotions when you uncork a, a bottle that's been lying there for, for a number of years.
0: What's your favourite dish with a with a wine like that? That's you know um, comes from a top vineyard, has had plenty of aging, and has been allowed to develop before it's put on the market. Um, what would you drink that with?
1: Well, I like I like to pour it with something that we produce all in house. We we breed some goats here on the estate, in the in the, the woods of the estate. And uh, so a young goat, and we use all the traditional spices of the Mediterranean woodland, all the uh, herbs like rosemary and bay leaf and sage, and really season very, very, very much this, and roast goat meat. And, uh Serve so it with uh, with the brunello di montalcino and so it may be a great pairing
0: i um, i have to see these guys. i haven't seen these uh, these animals yet um next time i see you I, can you take me into the forest i'd quite like to take some photos of them if that's possible yes 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 of course of course okay another wine um a traditional wine from the region is the moscadello di montalcino what what is that what is it made from and why are you such a passionate fan of moscadello
1: Moscadello is another expression of the uniqueness of Montalcino. One way of explaining it is uh, that uh, in terms of uh, the production, historic production of uh, wines for religion, uh, religious uh, purposes, uh, religious functions, the whole of Tuscany produces uh, uh, wines Vin Santo with the Trebbiano grape. Only in Montalcino, since the Middle Ages, as far as we can tell, but even, probably even before that, it's not it's not Trebbiano, but it's Moscato, Moscato Bianco, and this Moscato has been in Montalcino for so many centuries that uh, until the uh, DNA testing of the grape varieties came about, many producers believed that uh, the Moscato here in Montalcino, the Moscadello, was a unique variety and if you go back in in, in history and find the descriptions of, uh, of uh, the Moscadello di Montacino, it, it is the same as produced today uh, the aromatic component of the Moscato and the nice crisp acidity uh, to, to compensate the sweetness and uh, uh, a nice uh, uh, bright color and uh, very, very enjoyable wine in both as an aperitif and as a sweet wine at the at the end of the meal. So the most I always present it as the most important wine of Montacino, at least from a historical point of view.
0: Have we missed anything? Well,
1: I allow me to just mention a Cabernet Sauvignon we produce here. Because uh, that's again another expression of the uniqueness of Montalcino. The climate of Montalcino is capable of uh, ripening a grape variety such as uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and producing a, a wine that is can stand up to comparison with Cabernet Sauvignons of any other wine-producing region in the world. So again, another expression of the uniqueness of um, of the
0: Montalcino territory. And your Cabernet is called? Olmaya,
1: a, a, a Wood of a elm trees
0: And so the, the vineyard Must be quite I mean it's, I think it was Initially planted In 1984
1: Yes Yes I then Replanted it In 2006 It was very It was a, It was a vineyard The one Planted in nineteen eighty four, where we we learned to manage the Cabernet Sauvignon here in Montalcino. So a lot of trials of different prunings and things like that. It was it was a little bit tired. I replanted it in the year two thousand and six. We're back into full production and very very happy with uh, with the results uh, with the uh, with Cabernet Sauvignon here in Montalcino.
0: Final question: How do you see? And there's been a lot of changes in the last. 10 years 15 years in montalcino huge changes in terms of quality in terms of in terms of technique i think both in the winery and in the vineyard what do you think the future holds for montalcino as an entity meaning its its brand positioning globally and continued investments in winemaking and wine growing
1: well the the complexity of uh, climate soil winemakers the uh, all these the uh, different variables that uh, uh, come into play and uh, make the production of brunello so interesting because it is so varied and uh, i i believe that uh, uh, for the future of montalcino this the this diversity of uh, of the of brunello interpretations is a great richness the Recognizing the differences in soils and achieving a zoning of the territory is a, a, another big asset we need to we need to develop. And if we are capable of working on those aspects, uh, I see a bright future for for Montagino and for Brunello. So you, the idea
0: is by not delimiting, but um, giving consumers a bit more information about exactly where the wine comes from. You think that. Um, the differences between Montalcino producers will be a unifying thing rather than a than a divisive thing.
1: That's right. I I, I have said uh, allow our differences to unite us.
0: Perfect. Well, I want to say thanks today to my guest Francesco Maroni Cinzano for telling us a little bit about his uh, Orchard winery in Montalcino and also Caliboro in Chile. Always good to talk to you, and um, it's always nice to hear someone that has lots of plans and has been successful with previous plans. So uh, that's what Montecino needs. It needs dynamism, and you're someone that uh, certainly supports that. So thanks very much, Francesco.
1: Thank you, Monty. Thank you. Good good to talk to you. Hope to see you soon.
0: Sure. I, I'd, I'd like to see those goats. Yes,
1: yes, yes. You, you, you know your way here, so anytime you want. Very kind. Thank you.